0: Have you attended an Ask Me Anything session yet? I host these sessions monthly for my podcast listeners, Instagram followers, and email list members. These sessions are like open office hours. It's time for you to follow up on something I've shared here so you can get clarity on how to apply that information in your life, because I'm all about you running experiments and taking action. These live Q&As are my very favorite thing to do. Actually, any kind of live Q&A is my very favorite thing to do in my business outside of actually coaching my clients. I love getting to help you make progress on stuff. So as I said, I host these sessions once per month, and the next session is on August 9th at 1130 a.m. Pacific. Go to EliseEnriquez.com forward slash ask Elise to get the full scoop and to sign up for the next session. Okay, let's move on to the episode, which is a continuation of last week's episode. Don't worry, you don't have to listen to them in order. Just jump in where you are. Welcome to the productivity shift podcast, the only podcast for women in charge who feel overwhelmed with all they have to do, whether you own your own business or lead a team or take care of your family or all of the above. This is the podcast for you choose how to spend your time so you can make progress on what matters most to your life and business. I am your host, Elise Enriquez, a certified life coach, productivity dork, and the creator of the GIST program that helps you get your shit together. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey, shifters. Are there things that your parents or influential adults said to you over and over again that you just didn't get until you finally got it? My mom always talked about making choices that would lead to better choices, and I never got it. She just would say, well, you know, it's like I say, just make sure you're making choices that are going to lead to better choices. And I would just roll my eyes and move along. And then one day it clicked. It was like, oh, duh, that's actually really smart mom. Thanks. Well, we all have some sort of expertise, which means we end up saying some of the same stuff over and over again all the time. And that's our job as experts to repeat ourselves to the people who want to learn from us. Well, what follows is a second part of a list of seven things that my GIST community members say that I say all the time. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, when I say GIST community, Just stands for Get Your Shit Together. And the GIST community is a productivity coaching group that I run. And we will be opening enrollment again in the fall. So just reach out to me if you have questions about it. But it's an amazing community and we do amazing stuff there. So I hang out with these guys more than I hang out with anybody. in my professional life. And so they hear me talk a lot. And so these are some of the things they say I said. We talked about the first three things in episode 89. So you can check that out after this if you want to, if you want to. And if you're freaking out right now because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm already behind because you haven't listened to episode 89 yet. I just want to calm you down. Like just take a deep breath. Keep on listening to this episode. You can listen to episode 89 later. Okay. It's really no big deal. All right. I'm not delivering these in any particular order. So you can take any one of them and run with it. In fact, as you're listening to this, I want you to think, which one do you think would be most helpful for you and run with it this week. So here are four things that I apparently say all the time and my reasoning behind why I say them. All right. So this is four through seven of the seven, right? All right. Shitty first drafts. They said, make sure you say something about shitty first drafts. The second thing, or so I guess that was number four. Number five is make sure your calendar reflects your reality. And they said, talk about drive times. And number six was, what are we celebrating? And number seven was progress, not perfection. So let's dig into each of those, starting with Shady First Drafts. I got introduced to this concept through my life coach certification program over 14 years ago when one of my mentors recommended a book by Anne Lamott called Bird by Bird, Some Instructions on Writing and Life. So it's totally a book about writing. And I didn't consider myself to be a writer, but I was super uh, influenceable at the time, impressionable at the time. And so when my mentor said to read it, I read it, right? But here's what Anne Lamott had to say about shitty first drafts. She said, quote, all good writers write them. This is how they end up with good second drafts and terrific third drafts, end quote. Shitty first drafts is something that I have worked really hard at giving myself permission to do, not just in writing, but in anything I do. I've really taken this concept of shitty first drafts and just run with it. You see, I'm an Enneagram type nine with a one wing. You don't need to know the Enneagram. Just stay with me on this. So what this means is although I am considered the mediator, I also have a strong tendency for perfectionism. And it can be really hard for me to get started on something if I'm not certain how it would work out. So the idea of shitty first drafts gave me permission to just get started and then improve from there. So it's a concept that I have brought to my clients ever since. Once I saw it change my life, I was like, okay, I got to make sure I'm bringing this to my people. So when you take it beyond writing, shitty first drafts are really just about getting started and trying something. And so that's something that my just community members hear me say all the time. When they can't get started, when they can't see a full plan unfolding in front of their eyes, I help give themselves permission to create that shitty first draft to just uncover that next step so they can just get started. Things don't have to be perfect or complete. You can just get started. Okay, moving on to the next one. The next one they said was make sure your calendar reflects your reality. Apparently I say that all the time, but I do have to agree. I really do say this a lot especially during the Friday co-working sessions I host for them where they're updating their calendar for the following week. So more often than not on Fridays, I am hosting a co-working session for my just community members where we're getting our shit together again at the end of the week. So get your shit together. That phrase is not about something that you're going to do once. It's something that you're going to keep doing over and over again. And I support people in doing this in the community because we meet on Fridays and do that. Like we get our shit back together again. So what this really is about is that I find that people drastically overestimate how much time they have, me included. So what this actually looks like is they put more on their to-do list each day than is humanly possible to get done. And when I say put stuff on their to-do list, that's in quotes. That can mean an actual to-do list, an actual app, an actual system, or it can just be what you're expecting in your head of yourself each day, all the things you think you're going to get done. So what I have found that you can actually make your calendar reflect the reality of your time that you have available. In order to do this at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum, you have to at least get all of your appointments in one calendar and get your drive times on there. So basically, any time that your physical and mental space is required to be somewhere else with somebody, that is what goes on your calendar. So again, appointments, zooms, uh, calls that you're scheduled to do, drive times, all that kind of stuff, but also, you know, bio breaks, making yourself lunch, things that just really need your time. When all of those things are on your calendar, you have a much more realistic view about your time. And then that allows you to become more realistic about how much to expect of yourself each day, which then helps you be better about prioritizing and making progress on the things that matter most. And one of my community members really did specifically say, make sure you talk about drive times because, It is a big deal. A lot of people think like, I know how long it takes to get somewhere. It's not about knowing how long it's going to take to get somewhere. It's acknowledging that you can't do anything else while you're driving. There's really very little that you can make progress on while you're driving to and from different places. So if nothing else, if you're doing nothing else with your calendar, but to add drive times to it, that is going to be huge, especially if during the summer months, your schedule is different because you're shuttling around kids, maybe. More than you normally would, or in a different way, a different schedule than you normally would. So, again, nothing else, get those drive times on your calendar. Okay. So, the next one that they say, I say all the time, is what are we celebrating? So, this is how I kick off all of my one to one sessions. And in the just community co working sessions, I ask about this too. I find some way for my clients to celebrate their progress, big or small, personal or professional, it does not matter. This is important for a couple of reasons. Not only do I ask, what are we celebrating? But I usually pair that with, and what was your part in making it happen? So one, I want to make sure that we're honoring the progress they're making and celebrating that along the way, right? Like, absolutely want to make sure we pause and celebrate. And, you know, in the community, it's to share with each other and cheer each other on. So I, I just love it. It's so impactful, especially in the community when we're doing that. The other reason why I ask this is that when you reflect on what your part was in making something good happen in your life, it empowers you to remember that you make good things happen in your life, that you're capable of these things, which is great for your mindset. And it allows you to start to notice the things that lead to good things in your, in your life so that when you're stuck in some way, you can think about, okay, well, how did I, you know, I've had success in these other areas. What did I do then? And how can I apply that to where I'm stuck now? So, it allows you to think about your patterns of success to help you move forward in new ways. All right. Finally, the thing, this might be my favorite thing that they told me to cover, which is they said, make sure you say something about progress, not perfection. I mean, this is pretty much one of my core values. No matter who I'm working with, our goal is to make progress on what matters most to them, not to worry about perfection. You can still care about quality and a high level of service without having everything be perfect. As I noted earlier, my Enneagram type nine, and that wing with that one wing means I have a tendency towards perfectionism to some extent. And I think to be honest, we all do in some ways, ones just have it in a, a specific way. But if we get too caught up on having to be perfect, we might not ever get started. So that's why I'm a big fan of experimenting about making progress, about just figuring out the very next step you're going to take, about getting you into action. When you get into action, you can actually learn. From that action you're taking, you can then make tweaks and improvements and keep going. You're never going to get it to perfect, but you're always going to get it to better when you can just get started, pay attention to what's happening, and make improvements along the way. Making progress focusing on project progress and not perfection. When we focus too much on that final product and having the final product be perfect, we oftentimes don't even start. So when I have somebody that has a bunch of stuff on their overdue list, one of the things that we'll do in the gist community during like a hot seat is somebody will say like, oh my gosh, I have so much in my overdue. We take a look at it. I help them through that and figure out, okay, what's going on? And it's that they're not making progress, right? They're not making progress on something. And a lot of the times it's because they're not thinking about progress. They're thinking about how they can just be done with this thing. So I got to make sure it's something they really want to do. But if it's something they really want to do, if it's a a result they really want to create, then we got to talk about what the next steps are about just making progress, not figuring out what it's going to look like when it's complete. You can get an idea of that to help you get started, but you can't focus too much on the final product. If it's going to get, going to get in the way of what's getting you started. Whew. Okay. So that covers all of it. The seven things my just community members say that I say all the time. So I want to know which one of these that you can focus on this week. Is it going to be trying shitty first drafts, right? Just getting started on something and making improvements along the way. Is it making sure your calendar reflects your reality? Like adding those drive times. Is it focusing on what you're celebrating? So really a little bit of gratitude, right? Or is it focusing on progress and not perfection? So be sure to head on over to the productivity shift on Instagram and comment on the Monday's weekly shift post and tell me which one you are going to be focusing on and what that would look like. And if you're like, shoot, I don't know what I want to be focusing on. I need your help. Well, then join us for the Ask Me Anything session. Like I said, those sessions are just for you who've been listening to the podcast, who are hearing these things, and you're like, well, that's great, Elise, but I don't know how to do it. That's what those sessions are for. Join me August 9th, go to EliseEnriquez.com forward slash ask Elise to get yourself a spot in the Q&A sessions. Okay, that is all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep making progress on what matters most. Thank you for listening to the Productivity Shift. If you're ready to work with a group of badass women in business to get your shit together and choose how to spend your time, then the GIST community could be the perfect place for you. I'll be opening up enrollment again soon, so head on over to EliseEnriquez.com forward slash GIST. That's EliseEnriquez.com forward slash G-Y-S-T to learn more about the GIST community and to submit your application to join us. Hey, everybody, you did it. You made it to the credits section of this podcast. (laughs) The Productivity Shift is lovingly created by me, Elise Enriquez, and it would not make it out into the world on time every week without the support of Rachel Sonia. She is our producer and makes sure that everything happens on time and gets delivered beautifully to your ears every single week.